Hello everyone and welcome back to Fangirl Incorporated. Uh, this is your host, Laura. Um, how have you guys been this week? I hope you're all doing well. I'm doing pretty great. I'm on vacation right now. So um, the reason I haven't had this episode out, even though I promised to have it out like two weeks ago, <laughs> is because I've been lazy. Um my real life job is as a teacher, so um, summer vacation is sacred to me. Uh, and even though I have tons of time to do different things I'm interested in, I've been kind of neglecting actually sitting down and recording a podcast because it takes such a long time to record and such a long time to edit. Um, so I've been kind of neglecting that and being kind of lazy. But today I am here to finally record that episode and. Today we're not talking about Star Wars at all. Today we're talking about Harry Potter. Uh, one of the first loves of my life. <laughs> uh, when it comes to fandom related things. So today I'm not going to talk about why I love Harry Potter. Though that's without a doubt going to come up in this conversation. But I'm not here to talk about how amazing fandom is or... What an incredible experience the last 20 years have been. Um, I'm here to talk about why I'm not involved in the Harry Potter fandom anymore. And why I don't feel comfortable as a Harry Potter fan anymore. And this is a controversial topic. And it's a topic that I've talked about kind of before if you followed my youtube channel um caribbean princess i once did a video talking about that and talking about my feelings of where the franchise is going and my feelings about fantastic beasts and well i'm gonna talk a little bit about all of that today so strap yourselves in this one's gonna be a doozy So I've had a um, rather long life on the internet in fandom, and I think the first time I was on the internet was late 99, early 2000. Uh, the first time I got access, I had a huge old uh, compact <laughs> desktop computer and AOL that was very slow and very loud, but every day I got home. Uh, I went on MSN Messenger, I went on AOL Instant Messenger, and I scurred, scurried through these um, message boards, these Harry Potter message boards that um, I don't remember the name to. <laughs> but I met some of my wonderful fandom friends there, and I still am in contact with a lot of them today which is hard to believe for me. Like, how can you be friends with someone for so long and you've never met them in person? Well, it's happened to me, so I can talk about that. And uh, I used to be on LiveJournal a lot and on MySpace and on a Harry Potter fanfiction website. This is before I even dove into fanfiction.net. I don't think it even existed back then, but I might be wrong. 
Um, I hung out on a website called Checkmated, and I believe it was exclusively Ron Hermione uh, fanfiction, which was perfect because at that time, my very young self was very much a Ron Hermione chipper and a complete hater of Harry Hermione. I was never supportive of that ship. So um, even back then, my tiny young self was entirely devoted to ship wars and discourse online. And that was my Harry Potter fandom life. And my Harry Potter fandom life now is non-existent. So I'm going to take you on a journey on how and why that all changed rather drastically, I would say. Um, I could talk about Harry Potter for hours, so this is going to be a very condensed version of my life in Harry Potter fandom and my experiences in Harry Potter fandom. So here we go, guys. So I first started reading Harry Potter. I've told this story five million times because everyone asks me about it. I first read Harry Potter in the sixth grade. So this was... Yeah, like 2000, 2001. I first read uh, Harry Potter. It was a school project, so I was assigned the book. And I wasn't very happy about it, uh, but I started really getting into it as I read it. And then... Uh, after the project was done, I decided to pick it up once more and just read it for pleasure. And that is when my um, love affair started. And I'm getting a little emotional talking about it, believe it or not. Um, I still get very emotional about it because I I haven't had an experience with any other book like the experience that I had with that book. So I think that's something that's never going to be topped. So, obviously, after I, I read it that second time, I just kind of went on a roll from there and started reading every book. I think we only had through books th uh, one, two, and three published. I don't think uh, Goblet of Fire had been published back then because I remember there being a release party for it and my mom didn't want me to go because I was too young to go to a midnight release. Um, so I just remember picking it up the next day at this very old... Um, bookstore that we used to have it's no longer there called Castle Books I think that's where I bought my original set of Harry Potter books and it was 1, 2, and 3 um, and then I got Goblet of Fire there the first midnight release party that I actually went to was for uh, Order of the Phoenix which by the way is my least favorite book I only read it one time and I was unable to get through it ever again like I stayed up reading it overnight and I was unable to do that ever again <laughs> with that book it was my least favorite and to this day I've never read it again and I don't feel like I need to um uh and then I went to midnight releases for six and I went to midnight release for seven so um every midnight release from there on I was there uh, and I was one of the first few people to actually get um, Deathly Hollows when it was released at Borders. Um, and I got one of the boxes that came in as a uh, it's kind of memorabilia. And I, I think I had it up until I moved here and just got rid of it because I had nowhere to display it here. So, 
yeah, I've been in this fandom for a very long time. Uh, and clearly, Harry Potter means a lot to me. And we'll talk about that later on. But um, yeah, so we had the books and I was very into the movies. I think like watching uh, Sorcerer's Stone for the first time rekindled my love for the book series. So I started rereading and just kind of going through all the books again and uh it was a fantastic experience from there on um i went to every movie release i think i saw every movie multiple times but by the time order of the phoenix the movie came out um i felt like it was slowing down for me And I knew that moment would come eventually, and I wasn't that surprised, to be honest, because Order of the Phoenix was my least favorite book, and the movie was not that much better to me. So I I understood kind of why it slowed down at that point, but I expected it to, I expected my fangirliness to to come back because I really liked um, Half-Blood Prince. But uh, by the time I went to see that movie as well, I kind of felt like I wasn't as excited as I had been for Goblet of Fire, which is coincidentally my favorite book of the series and my favorite movie of the series. So I don't know what happened, if it was a shift in my life. I was in high school then, I was interested in new things, or I don't know what it was, but I, I felt that shift, and even though I saw the movies multiple times from there on, by the time Deathly Hollows Part 2 came out, I felt like I was no longer a Harry Potter fan, um, in the sense that I had been for so many years before. And I think this was due to my personal taste, as I said previously, but also what started going on around that time in the fandom. So um, the books were done with. Uh, We knew there was nothing else coming out. It was over. Like for me, Harry Potter was over. Okay, the books were done. I I was just waiting for the movie adaptations. And after that, I was just going to be happy with what we had. I felt like I had enough Harry Potter in my life. And it had been the best time of my life. And I wanted to keep those memories very fresh. Because obviously... I'm still very fond of them if they're, like, making me cry right now. It's just um, reminiscing about all those wonderful moments. Um, So I thought it was was over. uh, And it would just be memories for me. Um, But then something started to happen with J.K. Rowling, which I wish never had happened. And I think that was kind of, like, the ignition key for my absence from the Harry Potter fandom in years after that. Um, First off, she'd promised that encyclopedia book, which we never got, and I wish we had. Um, Then she started going on Twitter, which she had for a long time, but had never really used, and then suddenly she started talking about everything, um... And the worst offense of all, I think, was her adding things to the books through mediums that were not the books. Meaning through Twitter or through an article where she 
you know, casually drops that Dumbledore is gay. Which... <laughs> I find that so... I don't know how to say it without offending anyone. So, um, tasteless. So boring, so anticlimactic. Um, as someone who loves writing herself, I just can't believe that an author would just drop such a big announcement in a t- comment where there was previously no indication in the books, and you can read between the lines all you want, but I don't believe there was any indication of this in the books. Um, and I feel, and this everyone's gonna hate me for this, I feel like J.K. Rowling killed off her own franchise by adding things out of it, and I'm not just talking about Twitter or um, interviews. I think, like, uh, Pottermore was... A nail in that coffin. Um, a concept that I was very excited about in the beginning. I remember getting in for the beta and creating multiple accounts. And I remember how insane that day was. And then when the website actually opened, it was just a complete disappointment. And there was nothing in there that I didn't already know or had gotten a hint about. And it was just the biggest disappointment and to this day I kind of wish she's just done the encyclopedia and not done this medium um or maybe done it differently I think Pottermore would have worked better if it was more like a wikipedia type of website but I literally if I'm gonna look something up Harry Potter right now I'd rather look it up in wikipedia than go into Pottermore because it's a mess it's a mess of a website and it just, it makes me really sad that it, that this encyclopedia came down to this, you know. Um, and other than that, I don't really know how to bring this into it, but it's kind of been a turn off um, with um, J.K. Rowling commenting, not so much commenting, but rather bringing in political and uh, social justice issues into her books if that makes sense because she can say whatever the hell she wants on her twitter that's her personal way of giving out her opinion that's fine but i think it starts like crossing a boundary when you're bringing into this fictional series about teenage wizards um which clearly has a lot of real life influences when it comes to politics and such but really we read these books for escapism so when we start bringing real life into them a little too much it's too real and I don't really want to read about that and that's just my personal opinion about it but that kind of killed off some of my love for Harry Potter as well um and I'm talking about comments for example with um I'm talking about things like with Harry Potter and the cursed child um when Hermione was cast as a black woman, um, and there was a lot of controversy over that, which is dumb. I feel like we didn't need to go into... I feel like she didn't need to go and say that she never mentioned in the book Hermione's skin tone, um, when clearly that, that wasn't true, that was a lie. Um, 
why not just say, well, we, we cast a black actress, so what? Get over it. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's the 21st century. Hermione can be played by anyone. That's fine. But don't try and make the issue like you never explicitly mentioned that Hermione was a white woman, which is it's just not true. There was just a lot of things that J.K. Rowling did that really irked me when it came to the books, not when it came to her personally. And that made me move farther away from fandom in general and from my love for these books, which makes me sad. And, um, and then we got the cursed child i think that came out before fantastic beast yes it did so i knew from the moment it was announced that it was not gonna be good firstly because it it wasn't written by jk rowling um and secondly because it was being marketed as the eighth book which was never supposed to happen and call me a piece of crap Harry Potter fan all you want, but I do not consider Cursed Child canon, and I never will, because it's utterly ridiculous, badly written, and just so lacking of any magical experience whatsoever. And it's so sad. It's really sad. Um, I read it and I kind of wanted to die with every page. It was kind of like reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Ugh. Not that it was that terribly reading, written, but it was such a painful process for me. Because these characters were just so bad. And I'm not even talking about the new kids because we don't know what they were going to be like. And I actually like Scorpius so much and I wish... We could get more about him, but I feel like he was kind of ruined by the end of um, The Cursed Child. But I'm talking about Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and Ginny, and just all these things that I never imagined happening happening in this book, and or this screenplay, or not screenplay, the script. Um, and... I was just so disappointed. Like, I can't put into words how disappointed I was. I was so disappointed that this is the only Harry Potter book I've never bought. Uh, and that's counting, like, Quidditch Through the Ages and Fantastic Bees and even Tales of Beetle and Bard. I never bought Cursed Child because it was so bad. I read it on my Kindle. I didn't even buy it. I downloaded it because I just knew I had a feeling that this was not a book I would want to own, and I was sadly right about that. Um, so that was kind of another blow. And then we moved on to Fantastic Beasts, which I'm still not sure why we're doing it. I guess they're entertaining. Um, and I went in very optimistic. I, I wanted to feel the magic again when watching this movie. So I, I was optimistic. It looked pretty good. And it wasn't bad, but I just don't feel like this is part of the Harry Potter franchise. And I don't feel like it should be. Um, and it's just the utter lack of magic in it. And that sounds so dumb, but 
the utter lack of magic in that movie just made me feel so sad. Um, and I've talked about rewatchability a lot with Star Wars. Like, how do I know I like a movie if I want to watch it over and over again? That's how I feel like, yes, I really enjoyed this movie. They did something right. And for me, all the Star Wars movies, except for Rogue One, which I've never been able to, to watch more than once, um, all the other movies have rewatchability, and I feel that way with the Harry Potter films as well. But with Fantastic Beasts, I literally saw it one time at the movie theater, and I felt no desire, interest, or need to ever watch it again. And that was a blow. Like, I, coming out of the theater feeling like that about a Harry Potter film or a Harry Potter universe film was a, a big blow to me, and that's how I just, that's how I feel about the future of Harry Potter right now. I know it's gonna keep happening, but I don't, I'm not a part of it. I'm completely separated from it, and I'm living in nostalgia. And now that I think about it, I'm kind of sounding like one of those Star Wars fans that <laughs> just wants the original trilogy and that's making me kind of annoyed at myself. But I feel like with Harry Potter, it's different. Um, it's a different type of story. And it's not that I'm against Harry Potter continuing um, or doing something new. I just wish it was good enough, you know, um, and I don't feel like it is, and I don't feel like I'm the only one with this feeling, because I've talked to a lot of former fans, or uh, people in the fandom that I know that, that feel the same way, um, and it just makes me sad, it just makes me sad, I'm not even angry, I'm just sad, <laughs> which, yeah, I'm just really sad about it, um, and that doesn't mean I'm ever going to stop loving Harry Potter or that it's ever going to stop being a part of my life. Um, this is cheesy as hell, but it's true. I am who I am because of Harry Potter. Um, I learned English because of Harry Potter. I studied English literature because of Harry Potter. I got a bachelor's and a master's degree in English literature because of Harry Potter. I teach English to children because of Harry Potter. One of the most rewarding moments of my career as a teacher has been sitting down and reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone with my students and seeing the wonder in their eyes because they're reading it for the first time. Or um, some of my students here coming up to me and asking me about the books because they know that I'm knowledgeable in it and that I love it. Um, so those are rewarding experiences. And I will always be very thankful to J.K. Rowling for creating that for me, for giving me that opportunity, um, for having my bio that was, uh, that was read out loud during my senior prom be about my love for Harry Potter. That's what everyone knows me for. Um, and I'm very proud of that. But I just don't feel like I can be part of of that fandom anymore unless something comes out that completes, completely blows me away or that I make peace with all these things that have kind of irked me or robbed me the wrong way over the years. But 
yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And um, clearly, I'm I'm still love I still love Harry Potter. I always will, and I will always be thankful for all the people I've met that I mentioned in the beginning. Um, on forums, on Live Journal, on the Checkmated forums, on AOL, and uh, this is a moment to give a shout out to my true Harry Potter fandom friend, Renee, who, uh, whom I've known for so long and whom I used to RP with on uh, AOL Instant Messenger. And we've never met in person, but we still talk over Facebook. So shout out to you, Renee. <laughs> but yeah, those are just my feelings in Harry Potter. And I'm very curious to know if you feel the same way. Please message me. Let me know. Let's talk about it. I might even have you on this podcast because I want to discuss my feelings about it. And maybe one of you thinks they can change my mind or wants to talk about how and why they still love it. And I would love to do that. Um, But I just don't feel like this fandom is what it used to be. and that's sad, but it's a, you know, it's a part of life and it's part of moving on to newer things and that's all right too. But yeah, this was a very emotional podcast. It was really hard for me to talk about all this um, and not get emotional. So if I sound a little choked up, it's probably because I am. <laughs> so um, yeah, guys, I just want to thank you all for all the support. If you guys didn't know, um, I've opened a Twitter for Fangirl Incorporated, so I can just talk about the podcast there, and that is at Fangirl Inc. Uh, underscore. That is the Twitter handle, and you can also find me on various social media, including Instagram and uh, my private Twitter as Caribbean Princess. So that's uh, Caribbean. C-A-R-I-B-B-E-A-N and then princess is P-R-N-C-S-S so you can find me on Instagram and you can find me on um, Twitter as that as well Um, I believe this podcast is actually already up on iTunes so you can find us on iTunes as fangirl uh, dot inc sorry it's fangirl inc Fangirl Incorporated, Fangirl Inc. period. Um, And if you do find us there, please leave us a little review and uh, tell us what you think about the show. And thank you so much for listening, guys. You, I always feel better after doing these because I kind of just can let it all hang out. So that makes me happy. Um, And I will see you very soon. Um, I actually finished reading a couple Star Wars books, so I'm done with Dark Disciple, and I picked up the Ahsoka book, uh, because I've been watching a lot of Clone Wars, so probably next time it's gonna be another Star Wars podcast where we talk about books and, uh, Clone Wars, so that's the plan so far, if nothing else piques my interest before then. Thank you so much for listening, guys, we will see you next time, may the force be with you all, checking out, bye.